You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, interviews from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s with voices from the past. I'm a showman. I, I dramatize what I do, but I, I have actually a $50,000 offer that's been well publicized for the years to anyone who can prove I employ paid assistance, confederates. Mentalist, the amazing Kreskin. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Would you welcome the amazing Kreskin? <laughs> don't call him a psychic. Don't call him a fortune teller. He's a mentalist. In fact, the amazing Kreskin may be the world's best-known mentalist. But is he for real? Well, after years of hearing people conjecture about whether he really is for real and whether he can actually do the things he claims to be able to do, Kreskin finally, in 1996, wrote a book called How to Be a Fake Kreskin. And that's when I met him. So listen to this interview and you decide. Fake or real? So here now from 1996, The Amazing Kreskin. Uh, you know, I did 88 Carson shows, which they tell me is the record of, of guests through the years. And, uh, you know, I'm known as a mentalist. I, 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 first of all, I don't want people to think that I'm a psychic. Uh, I'm not a fortune teller. As a matter of fact, and I know I think there are some sincere psychics, I'm not commenting on the ones that take telephone calls because by now I think most of the public is beginning to hear that all of this is scripts. They've had to hire actors. It's such a big financial success. Although, you know something, Bill, I can't. I begin to wonder sometimes, why don't more psychics spend more time at racetracks? <laughs> but I'm a mentalist in the sense that uh, I tune in on people's thoughts. I influence their behaviors so the power of suggestion. People see me on television or in Vegas or at universities. I do thought perception experiments, and consequently, uh, Dr. Margaret Mead, by the way, used to get uh, the great anthropologist, and I revered her, and she used to come to my performances, and she used to say, Kreskin, no, don't you call yourself a mentalist, you are a sensitive, and she's very authoritative, my gosh, she's spitting the daylights out of me, but sure, that's an old term. Uh, lit literary people would recognize from the last century in Europe, people who were kind of intuitive were called sensitives. Well, I used to say, Dr. Mead, I'd spend half my time explaining to my audience what a sensitive is before they decide whether they want to watch me or listen to me. But the bottom line is, as an entertainer, uh, I'm a mentalist. And uh, I remember one of the Carson shows one night. I don't know, Johnny was very pensive that night. And uh, it seemed to be a rather long commercial break. And he turns to me, he says, you know, Chris, and he says, I want to tell you something. He says, I am I, I pissed off or whatever he said. He said, I get occasionally these letters and some of the people you'd recognize saying, well, why don't you admit, Johnny, that you rigged this with Kreskin? And uh, and when you told someone their social security number, he says, and he's a formerly a magician, he says, I know you don't do this. I know there's just no gimmicks. He says, I'm going to make a statement next. I'm going to have you back again next Monday. This is like one week later, which is rare. I said, John, I got a devil of an idea. Some I've collected these letters that people say this is rigged. He's just this kind of trickery. I'm going to write a book one day. I'm going to put all these things in. Let people have a ball, and I'm going to title it How to Fake What Kreskin Does. And you know, the neat thing is, and he's, he's not with us now, a, a, a very a great newspaper man, Bob Lunn, who old-time newspaper men will know as a great authority on, on the car industry. When he left uh, the, the daily grind of newspaper work, he went to Marshall, Michigan, and put together a museum. And in a few, about a year and a half ago, New York Times had a Sunday section, and there was a picture of his museum, nothing in it but plastered on the wall, uh, mystery people through history, amazing performances. 
guess what they were standing in front of? A poster of yours truly. And I sent a letter to my friend Lunn, and I said, Bob, I want to hire you as my PR man. He passed away before the book came out, but his remark, as I, his wife doesn't know right now that I dedicated it to him, uh, he said to me, Kreskin, this is the greatest answer to your skeptics. And he said, and furthermore, no one has ever read, written a book on a, how to fake being what the person specially is. That's the whole background <laughs> of the book. <laughs> I had a ball writing it. And I wrote it, Bill, uh, in four days, but the truth of the matter, in a hotel room, but the truth of the matter is, I had it up here for like 10 years. <laughs> now, that's not to imply in any way, shape, manner, or form that what you do is a fake. Well, I'm a showman. I, I dramatize what I do, but I, I, have, a, I have actually a $50,000 offer. That's uh, been well publicized for the years to anyone who can prove I employ paid assistants, confederates. But you know, Sammy Davis, bless his soul, crystallized it more than anybody uh, some years ago. He said, you know, Kreskin, he said, you don't have to defend yourself. He says, I've watched you in Vegas and done a lot of shows uh, with me. He said, if what you do is a gimmick or so come, how come no one's come along and duplicated it all these years? <laughs> so I, I've had a, I've had a, a ball. I love my work. You know, there's nerve-wracking parts to it, and I, there's a part of my performances talk about not not how to be a fake Kreskin, but uh, in my shows, I turn my check over to my audience. Uh, to if it's a private, I do a lot of corporate convention affairs, or if it's Carnegie Hall or theaters or what have you, and I leave the auditorium under guard. Uh, a few people escort me out. Now, think of this premise. While I'm out of the auditorium, a second committee, and the only conditions of that committee is they must all swear on stage, uh, that they give their word that they have never met me or spoken to me before. They hide my check anywhere in the theater. And I come back in. Now, I don't stand there asking questions. I don't talk to anybody. The committee who hit it just must concentrate on where they hit. If I don't find my check, I don't get paid. So when at Carnegie Hall, my first time there... I wandered down the theater, into the back of the first floor. The place was packed to the rafters. Opened the door, which I would never do as a, as a responsible citizen, to one of the fire hose emergency doors. Pulled out 32 feet of fire hose, and there was the check at the end of the fire hose. <laughs> My favorite is Bob Hope's uh, incident when I was doing a show in, in honor of him at, uh, at the Waldorf, and... Uh, Walter Cronkite was sitting on one side, and the late old Thomas, who was in broadcasting for years, was on the other side, and they'd hidden my check. Now, I come back into it, like there's 1,500 people, and Hope always, whenever we bump into each other, he'd say, you know, Kreskin, I stared at the ceiling, at the chandelier that whole time. He says, I didn't want people to think I was helping you. Now, I'm roaming around this banquet hall, and I keep coming, I come to the dais. Now, they had had turkey, uh, and I was served at different tables. And in front of Hope and, and, and Lowell Thomas is this big tray of turkey. I lift it up. There's nothing under it, under the tray. I kept lifting it up. And I turned to the gal who was following me and said, are you really thinking of how I'm going to get to it? She says, yes, Creston, I am. One minute later, I took off my jacket, rolled up my sleeve, and shoved my hand into the stuff, and they'd cooked the check in the stuff. <laughs> but I failed. In New Zealand, I, I fell nine times in New Zealand. I lost... One night at a coliseum and forfeited fifty-one thousand dollars. <laughs> so can you, Billy? You know, I was thinking. Can you imagine if at the station here, the vice president decided after a hard <laughs> week's work on your part and the others that you still have to find your check? I mean, that's a tough <laughs> challenge. 
After this short break, the one dividend of his career that even Kreskin didn't foresee. Now back to my 1996 interview with the amazing Kreskin. A lot of people from time to time, maybe once or twice, maybe three times in their lifetime will experience the kind of thing that you have on a regular basis. My significant other the other day was expecting just, she was, she thought a letter was going to be there in the mailbox. She just had this feeling it was going to be there. She opened up the mailbox and there it is. It's sitting right there. Interesting you say that because uh, Mark Twain coined the term uh, mental telegraphy before the word telepathy was created in the 1880s. And of course, in his day, uh, no radio communication was through the telegraph and so forth. But he, it, it, it always took him aback that he'd be writing a letter on something that was bugging him to a friend. And like the letters would cross, he'd get a letter on the same topic. And you know, you can't, I just don't think you can toss these things off. I curse in my life, I have crazy things happen. Just recently, I, uh, I was on the Na uh, national network and I, I took over one of the shows and uh, it's nice to have uh, fans in the in the country music industry. And I had Crystal Gale on as a guest. And I hadn't seen her for a while. And I'm walking past the restaurant. I, I wanted to thank each of the people who was guesting that night for being my guest on a show that's not my show that I was just hosting for Ralph Emery. And I step, I, I'm just going to the dressing room. And she says, Kreskin, come in. I want you to meet my road manager. And I step over and I said, Crystal, who's so-and-so? And I said her name and she screamed. She literally screamed. I said, oh, my God, I, I, what's the matter? She says, Kreskin, I was just doing the telethon in Vegas. I flew here to Nashville to do this show, but I had to, I had to do a connecting flight in some other city, and I called someone I hadn't spoken to for 10 years, and that was the name that popped into my mind as I stepped over and into the, You know, uh, my life is, is literally sensitizing myself to people. But you know, Bill, on the other side of the coin, and it's not just me, anybody listening in who's artistic or who communicates as you do, we often get hurt the easiest because when bad news or graphically difficult circumstances take place, we feel them more. When I was a boy, uh, and my degree's in psychology, uh, uh, someone coined the w word to describe Arthur Godfrey uh, and his phenomenon was the word empathy, which is not understanding other people, but feeling the way they do. It's a gift, but boy, you pay a price for it. Did you ever wish you didn't have it? No, I have had a bowl. I have traveled the world. Last year, 341 appearances. Last year, I was in Saudi Arabia, Spain, Italy, New Zealand, Canada, Japan, England, the United States. And uh, it's an adventure. And I do intend to retire, but I've let everybody know it's going to be 10 days after I pass away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but the book, you got to, it's a fun book, the, the, the uh, uh, How to Be a Fake Kreskin. And I, I got a, we, we debuted it at, at Lincoln Center, which is what an honor for a publisher, uh, St. Martin's Press to pick there. But I was, I was looking, I said, people were buying like four copies. I said, oh my God, is the power of my suggestion so great that in my interest? But they said, no, the holidays are around. <laughs> I was taking full credit for that, Bill. <laughs> you are, you, well, you do have amazing powers. I mean, you, you, you more abilities than, uh, than anything else. Uh, when, uh, it's ever since I was a kid, and I, I, one of the great, the great thing of my life was that my teachers, beginning third grade, who, when I was finding hidden objects in the classroom, do you know they set aside, and I think this is something to reflect upon. Nobody's a totally self-made person. I had no teacher to teach me what I did. My teachers believed in me enough that they used to set aside ten minutes every Friday, through my grade school years, 
the practice with fellow students because they found it fascinating. How many teachers would have the luxury of time to do that for someone in their classroom that maybe they believed in? So I have been, I've had many support. My, one of my favorite incidents here in Washington was when I was performing and President Ford was in the White House and uh, it was Susan Ford's 18th birthday. It was a very elegant affair and her brother, I, I think it's Dick for, for a mentalist, believe me, this is terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I, I sometimes was, used to work on a college campus and we'd reminisce about this. So I had him thinking of a card in the audience. I, I said, just think of any card. And uh, uh, she's standing on stage and suddenly she blurted out a card and it was the card that he was thinking of. And she was standing with her back to me and started to sway backwards. I, I didn't say she was going to, but I had been thinking of it. And, and my God, the Secret Service jumped. I mean, I caught her. It wasn't, she wasn't fainting. It was just, I was, I was demonstrating the power of mental suggestion. So I hadn't met the president. In the back of the room, President Ford suddenly jumps up and says, Creston and I. I said, yes, Mr. President. He said, you really may be the only one in the White House that can handle the captain. I may hire you. He never did, Bill. I never got the job. It was a very nice gesture, but that's where it ended. <laughs> well, people often make jokes. Well, why, you know, why, why couldn't we have you at the UN, you know, so we know what everybody else is thinking? They wouldn't before, cooperate. Before they wouldn't, troops move yeah, in. No, listen, uh, they, 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 they wouldn't cooperate. And uh, although, you know, uh, some, uh, just recently, someone said to me, reflect on some of the dividends that you never anticipated. In, in your career, and I'm by the way, in in writing the book, I'm not a writer. It's my ninth book, but and it's the fun book. But I'm not a writer by nature. You know what the dividends is, and I guess you could have never, I could have never expected this if I hired all the PR people in the world. But to have something, my my name kind of sometimes used colloquially, and everybody tells me, you know, in the comedy clubs, sooner or later somebody will say, well, who do you think I'm, Kreskin? And last week on one of the crime shows. The detective stopped a guy and said, where were you last week? And he said, well, who do you think I am? And, and, and you know, that is a, the kind of thing that, what a nice gratification. So just a few, not long ago, I was in Oslo, Norway, and it was a private affair, and I had a few days off, and I went to a pub, a, a, a Norwegian pub. Someone had told me in, in Florida when I was touring, there's a pianist there, and I love piano, and he's from the States, and he's playing for the local people. So I went in there. And he recognized me, and I went over and sat by him. I said, you mind if I just watch? I just love the piano. I, I love the work of Liberace and classical pianist, too. And he was a pop pianist. And I'm sitting there. And Bill, seven minutes later, in the back of, they were all Norwegian people, back in the club, someone jumps up, jumps up and says, Kreskin, what the hell are you doing here? And it was a guy that lives six minutes from my house. <laughs> you know, all I can tell you is, if you want to hide, don't do it on earth. <laughs> You must have had a ball writing this book. Yes, I, 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 I you don't know how, you have, you, I, you can tell my, I'm, I'm not an actor. I had so much fun putting crazy, for example, I, just a quick uh, crazy thing, uh, this is, and, and by the way, I, I told you that two talk shows already, and television talk shows are gonna do it around Thanksgiving on camera. They said, Kreskin, we're gonna move with it and say, we're gonna do the Kreskin hypnotism thing. Well, I'm not teaching people to put people in trance, use the power of suggestion, but, uh, uh you're going to be able to, quote, hypnotize a chicken, close quote. And every farmer hears my voice right now, and unfortunately we don't have as many as years ago, can, can turn to uh, the, the other the city people and say, oh, I know what Kreskin's talking about. Just take a chicken, no harm. Don't the animal people, don't get angry at me. If it's outside, use the ground. If it's at a table, just lower the beak of the chicken 
to the surface of the table and draw a chalk line four feet from the beak straight ahead, walk away and have a band walk around the chicken and play drums, and it will be immobilized. The theory is that maybe the eyes are so close it looks like an endless thing. The only You can't do it with human beings except uh, station VPs, but either on radio or TV. You can do it with them, Bill, and they might be receptive to that. <laughs> The amazing Kreskin turned 87 earlier this month, and he still performs and is seen regularly on TV. Now you can find easy Amazon links to Kreskin's books at our website, heardeverything.com. And of course, we post new episodes of Now I've Heard Everything here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, one of the world's leading authorities on religion describes her quest to find out who is God? My 1994 interview with scholar Karen Armstrong. It's very easy to make God into a personality like ourselves, writ large, with likes and dislikes similar to our own, and therefore make him endorse all our particular prejudices. So we can make God into a, a Republican or a Democrat or even a racist. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.